Hey everyone, it's Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival, and you know what? It's the summer is a little bit boring, so I thought I'd spark things up a little bit and open up a big old can of worms with a topic that is sure to create a ton of controversy, hopefully a lot of comments on the blog, and some common sense ideas as we talk about gun control. Let's go ahead and get started. bullets were flying, your adrenaline surging, would you hit your target? If the world as you know it crumbled tomorrow, collapsed into chaos, would you know how to survive? If you and those you loved were cornered by a gang, violently attacked, could you protect them? Could you protect them? Could you protect them? Firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. Okay, everybody, this is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat and Survival magazine. And, you know, I, I don't know if I should do this or not, but... You know, there's so much talk in the news these days about gun control, right? We're in the middle of a political season. We have two candidates. We have we have we obviously see the polarity within our society that is happening. We are growing into a society. We are already a society of polarities where we are no longer meeting in the middle and working out our problems. It's really just drawing lines in the sand now. People don't want to budge on their ideals or on compromise in accomplishing things that will make life better for all of us. And probably one of the most controversial topics that's out there that we're very polarized on is gun control, right? Now, look, let me go ahead and kind of give you some of my background philosophy of this. I am a proud member of the NRA. The, our, our business is NRA approved and certified, and we are a member of the NRA Business Alliance. I am a firearms owner and a staunch advocate of the Second Amendment. And I am safe, right? Like I am trained in firearms. I have no criminal history. I know who I am, and I know that I'm a safe person to be able to have a firearm to be able to use for my own personal defense and to be able to protect my family at home and outside. I am a concealed carry operator. Uh, We do firearms training. We do legal firearms training. We do actual firearms training. So I'm probably one of the perfect people to be able to own a firearm. I don't take any medications. I don't have a history of mental illness. I barely play any video games. So I, I'm the typical person that would you, everybody was, should give an approval on for me to have a firearm. And because of that, I feel I should be able to own absolutely any firearm that I want because I'm safe with it. I'm not going to go out there and shoot people up. So I should be able to own a 50 caliber Gatling gun, a 155 millimeter howitzer, anything that I want to own, I'm going to use safely. So I should be able to own it, right? And if that fits your a description of you as well, then I think that if you want a 155 millimeter howitzer, you should have that as well. Now, I don't want 
terrorist to have a 155 howitzer. I don't want mentally ill to have a 155 howitzer or automatic machine guns or an AK-50, an AR-15, an AK-47. I don't want them to have a pea shooter to be able to go into the local movie theater or my son's school to be able to be able to kill them, right? Like if I'm not there to protect them, who is going to protect them? So really, when we look at the gun control issue, we all want gun control, right? You want gun control. I want gun control because I want us to be able to control who has the ability to have a gun. We don't want terrorists or criminals or mentally ill people who can go off the deep end to have a firearm that they can cause mass casualties or any casualties, okay? So we all want gun control to some extent. But, it, but with our polarity, we have the the left, who basically many have, are are, exp, are exposing total gun control, where we go back to an assault weapons ban and a limiting number of clips. And this is already happening in certain certain parts of our country, but they want to go further, right? There are people that feel like the only people who should own firearms are the police. Well, we all know that doesn't work because the police typically are there to write the report after an incident happens, right? And we've seen with these mass shootings, when they happen, there is nothing the police could have done to stop them when it first started, okay? So that's on the left-hand side, you know, let's talk about the the, the full spectrum, full polarity, re repealing of the Second Amendment, and taking away of firearms like we've we've seen in Australia. Now on the right, we have the opposite end of the spectrum, right? The NRA has spent millions upon millions upon millions of dollars backing presidential and and Senate and Congress uh candidates, political candidates who will vow to basically say to oppose any and all gun control whatsoever. Okay, any and all gun control. In fact, I, unless somebody can point me in the right direction, I've done the, the best search that I can, but I can't find anything that the NRA has actually done to try and be a leader for gun control. Now, th those words spark already a negative connotation with a lot of people that I know are our listeners, gun control. But I've, I've really seen very little come in, come in the way of how do we how do we t tackle this problem that we have with with the mentally ill and which we do have a mental Ill illness problem in our country and other people being able to legally acquire firearms and be able to use them for mass shooting attacks so as a proud member of the NRA I wish that the NRA would do more to be a leader in this instead of just blocking and de and defeating whatever comes down the pike. Now, that doesn't mean that the things that are proposed shouldn't be blocked. I've seen some of the legislation and it should be blocked. There there there's going over the line, but we have to be able to come together and come up with some ideas that we can use to be able to work together on this. Okay? So now, the purpose of this podcast isn't to get preachy. It isn't to, it's really to stimulate a conversation, a common sense conversation that comes up with some ideas. Because there are some things in my mind that can be done that would satisfy both the left and the right. 
the Second Amendment advocates out there, as well as the people who are anti-gun, okay? And I live in a, I have a family that is relatively anti-gun, okay? So what I want to do is a series of, of podcasts here that will stimulate the conversation, and what I'm looking for is feedback from you, okay? I'm looking for your ideas, your thoughts. Now, the haters are going to hate, and I don't need anybody being a hater, okay? And that's what we see too much right now is people we're not we're focused more on putting other people down calling them names swearing um being able to try and box them in to somebody that is is different than you what i'm going to try to attempt maybe feebly attempt i don't know but is to pull all of our listeners and our readers together to be able to come up with common sense um common common sense respectful ideas for gun control okay so i'm going to tackle um three topics that i think and i'm going to make this short so i'm going to tackle like one each week basically so so the first one i want to talk about is probably one of the most critical and that is the problem of how do we keep guns out of the hands of the mentally ill now i'm going to make a personal confession here because i have a a member of my family who has a mental illness problem, has had a mental illness problem all of his life, and is uh, has been on medication all of his life, and is a true like basically loves guns. Like firearms are one of his his favorite things. Okay, now I have purchased a firearm, and I'll and I'll I'll tell you this is this is my uh, one of my sons. Okay, so. One of my sons has this. Now, I have purchased a firearm for him, and it is a tactical weapon. Now, he is not allowed to have it, so me be, me having safety on my mind, okay, um, I trust him with it. There, I, I, I trust that he is safe. I mean, we go to the range. He shows safe habits. I have taught him well. He he's he has worked in our business, so he understands not only firearms tactics, but also the legal side of it, the safety side of it, but probably not as much as he should, okay? The safety side of it is the area that I'm most concerned about because it's a, if it's a, if it's a, right now he is, he um, takes medicine and it, and it works out well, but what if he doesn't take his medicine? Now he's older now, so I'm not there to to dispense medication. But if he doesn't take his medicine, what happens? Okay, will that same thought process, will those same safety rules, with those? I mean, we see people that aren't mentally ill that are unsafe with a firearm, and so I know that that could happen. And so that firearm is locked up. It is something that is only taken to the range. He does not have a concealed carry permit. He is not allowed to have a concealed carry permit or to carry concealed. He is allowed to go to the range with me and satisfy that desire that he has for for um, shooting firearms, okay? But not everybody has those same safety precautions, even when you know that somebody in your family, maybe a child that you have, is, is maybe somebody that should not own a firearm that is unsupervised. Now, we have seen in a lot of these mass shooting incidents, a lot of them, that the killers do have a history of mental illness. Oftentimes they're on medications 
and oftentimes they have not been taking their medications. Now I can tell you with my with with our son that he has been on medications that totally just disrupted his mental processes. They made things worse. And sometimes it takes time for that to be able to be figured out. So even though somebody is on medication, it might not be the right medication, it might be the wrong dosage, and, and there could be problems there as well. Now, these, these mass killers that are out there, we are finding that, that and, and you, even when you look at the, uh, the medications and the warnings that they have of suicidal thoughts of, um, well, that's, I mean, that right there is a big thing. But you do find that a lot where it could be, um, it could be uh, sexual problems, which can cause frustration, which can cause depression, which can, which can change your, your, your brain chemistry, which can make drugs ineffective or it's not the right drug anymore. There's, there's just this chain reaction that comes with mental illness and the, even the medications that are used for it that to me open up a big can of worms. So how do we, Keep, keep firearms out of the hands of those that could have suicidal thoughts and decide they're going to take out other people with them that are just mentally ill and should never own a firearm. I can tell you that when my son purchased his firearm and I was there with him, there was nothing. In, I mean, he passed the background check perfectly well because he he doesn't have a criminal history. Now, it didn't check his medical records. It didn't check his mental health records. If it had, would he have been on that on that list, or would he have been approved? Probably not, because he does partially fit that per, that that profile of somebody that could go there. Now, I trust him, but he fits the profile of somebody that has that we've when we look back on it, people that have already committed these types of acts. He could be lumped into that same category. So, how do we keep firearms out of the hands of the mentally ill? Well, one of the things that, is, that has come up in legislation is the proposal of more universal background checks where it will look into medical records. Now, the problem with that is, well, what does that, I mean, does that mean my son would, who loves firearms would never be able to own a firearm? Well, that might mean that. Um, however, under the right supervision, could he? He does currently. Okay, so I've taken it upon my own personal responsibility to make sure that he handles firearms in a safe environment. Okay, um, so but these people that have committed these shootings, that have per, have legally purchased firearms and carried out these mass killings, that have a history of mental illness, do we give up that that right? of not being able to have these universal background checks, or is there a way, should we allow a mental health check to happen in order to better identify who should and who should not have a firearm? This is probably one of the hardest things to possibly come up with because there are those of you that are out there now that are probably on maybe antidepressants and are firearms enthusiasts, and you're just as safe as I am. But maybe you wouldn't pass that medical test to be able to acquire another firearm, to be able to own firearms. So this is one of the hardest areas, I think, for us to tackle. So, so why not just make it the first thing that we talk about, huh? <laughs> so, so I want to hear from you. Are there, what, what can we do to keep firearms out of the hands 
of the mentally ill. What ideas do you have? How can we come together? Because this is one of the hardest things that we have to tackle. What are some things that you think we could propose that would be a common sense way that we can control the who has firearms and keeping them out of the hands of the mentally ill? So here's what I want you to do. Go ahead and please, on the blog, over at moderncombatandsurvival.com for this episode. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and find this episode. Go ahead and leave your comments specifically to about how we can keep firearms out of the hands of the mentally ill. Okay, how can we tackle this? I'm, I'm looking forward to I, uh, seeing your, your comments. Please keep them respectful, and I look forward to hearing from you. This has been Modern Combat and Survival. Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.